All right, there it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No further ado. See, y'all thought I'd be praying. Even when I'm on time, I'm late. You know? <laughs> I keep telling you, it's not me. You know? Hallelujah anyway. All right, so um, we're going to start off with some songs. Uh, I'm going to get Sister Asif to read the songs. Hallelujah. We're going to start off with uh, Psalms 15. Hallelujah. Psalm 15. Yahuwah, who may abide in your tabernacle? Yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. We spoke too slow. Uh, okay, go back, go back. <laughs> um, okay, it's moving. All right, go back. All right, hallelujah. Right. We're back. <laughs> he just wanted us to ponder that for a moment. All right. Yahuwah, who may abide in your tabernacle? Yahuwah, who may abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy mountain? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, in whose eyes a vile person is contained. But he honoreth him that fear Yahuwah. He that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. Hallelujah. We're going to move to Sirach 51. I will thank thee, O Yahuwah and King, I and praise thee. O Elohim, my Savior, I do give praise unto thy name. For thou art my defender and my helper, and hast preserved my body from destruction. And from the snare of the slanderous tongue, and from the lips that forges lies, and has been my helper against mine adversaries, and has delivered me according to the multitude of thy mercies and the greatness of thy name, from the teeth of them that were honored to devour me, and out of the hands of such as sought my life. Hallelujah. And from the man no, 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 sought my life, and from the manifold afflictions which I had. From the choking of the fire on every side, and from the midst of the fire which I kindled not, from the death of the belly of hell, from the unclean tongue, and from the lying words, by an accusation to the king, from the unrighteous tongue of my soul drew near even unto death. My life was near to the to the hell beneath. They compassed me on every side, and there was no man to help me. I looked for the secure of men, but there was none. Then thought I upon thy mercy, O Yahuwah, and upon thy acts of old, how thou deliverest such as waited for thee, and saveth them out of the hands of the enemies. Then, looked, then lifted I of my supplications from the earth, and I prayed for deliverance from death. I called upon Yahuwah, the, fa the father of my Adonai, which, that he should not leave me in the days of my trouble and in the time of the proud when there was no help. I praise thy name continually and will sing praises with thanksgiving. And so my prayer was heard. And thou saveth me from destruction and delivereth me from the evil time. Therefore will I give thanks and praise thee and bless thy name, O Adonai. When I was yet young or ever I went abroad, I desired wisdom openly in my prayer. I prayed for her before the temple and would seek her out even to the end. Even from the flower till the grape was ripe, hath my heart delivered uh, delighted in her. My foot went the right way from my youth, up sought I after her. I bowed down mine ear a little and received her and got much learning. I profited therein, and therefore will I ascribe glory unto him that giveth me wisdom. For I purpose to do after her, and earnestly I will follow that which is good, so shall I not be confounded. My soul has wrestled with her, and in my doings I was exact. I stretched forth my hands to the heaven above and bewailed my ignorances of her. 
I directed my soul unto her and I found her in pureness. I had I have had my heart joined with her from the beginning. Therefore shall I not be forsaken. My heart was troubled in seeking her. Therefore have I gotten a good possession. Yahuwah has given me a tongue for my reward and I will praise him therewith. Draw near unto me, ye unlearned, and dwell in the house of the learning. Wherefore are ye slow? And what say ye to these things, seeing your souls are very thirsty? I opened my mouth and said, Buy her for yourself without money. Put your neck under her yoke and let your soul receive instructions. She is hard at hand to find. Behold with your eyes and how that I have but little labor, labor and have gotten unto me much rest. Get learning with a great sum of money and get much gold by her. Let your soul rejoice in his mercy and be not ashamed of his praise. Work your works to be times, and in his time, he will give you your reward. All right. Then we had the apostrophe of Zion. I'll give you a break for a second. Probably. That was a long one. <laughs> I will remember you, O Zion, for a blessing with all my with all my might. I love you. Your memory is to be blessed forever. Your hope is great, O Zion. Peace and your awaited salvation will come. Generation after generation shall dwell in you, and the generations of the pious shall be your ornament. They who desire the day of your salvation shall rejoice in the greatness of your glory. They shall be suckled on the fullness of your glory and your beautiful secrets. Um, they shall make tinkling sounds. You shall remember the pious deeds of your prophets and shall glorify yourself in the deeds of your pious ones. Cleanse violence from your midst. Lying in iniquity, may they be cut from you. Your sons shall rejoice within you. Your cherished ones shall be joined to you. How much they have hoped in your salvation and how much your perfect eyes, um, the perfect ones have mourned for you. Your hope, O Zion, shall not perish and your expectation will not be forgotten. Is there a just man who has perished? Is there a man who has escaped his iniquity? Can't see that. Uh, with his- uh, Man is tried. Oh, uh, with man is tried according to his ways. Each is repaid according to his deeds. Your oppressors shall be cut off from around you, O Zion, and all who hate you shall be dispersed. Your praise is pleasing, O Zion. It rises up in all the world. Many times I will remember you for a blessing. I will bless you with all my heart. You shall attain to eternal righteousness and shall receive blessings from the noble. Take vision uh, which speaks of you and the dreams of the prophets requested for you. Be exalted and increase, O Zion. Praise the Most High, your Redeemer. May my soul rejoice in your glory. Hallelujah. All right. Then we have Tehillim 93. Yahuwah reigneth. He hath clothed with majesty. Yahuwah's clothed with strength, wherewith he has burdened himself, and the world also established that it cannot be moved. Thy throne is established of old, thou art from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Yahuwah. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. Yahuwah on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, yea, than the mighty waves of the sea. Thy testimonies are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house, O Yahuwah, forever. All right, then we have Tehillim 141 says, Yahuwah, I will cry unto thee. Make haste unto me. Give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a watch, O Yahuwah, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Incline not my heart to an evil thing to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity. And let, not, let me not eat their, their dainties. Let the righteous smite me. It shall be a kindness. Let them prove me. It shall be an excellent oil, which shall not break my head. But yet my prayer also shall be in their calamities. When their judges are overthrown in stony places, they should hear my words, for they are sweet. Our bones are scattered at the grave's mouth as when one cut up and cleave of wood upon the earth. But mine eyes are unto thee, O Yahuwah, the Adonai, is thee in, in which is it. In thee is my trust. Leave not my soul destitute. Keep me from the, from the snares which I have laid for me and the gins of the workers of iniquity. Let the wicked fall into their own nets whilst uh, that I will all escape. And we have to hero 133. 
Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like a precious oil upon the head and rain down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, and went down to the skirts of his garments. As a dew of Hermon, and as a dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there Yahuwah commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Then we have 144. Blessed be Yahuwah, my strength, which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight, my goodness and my fortress, my, my, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield, and in he in whom I trust, who subdueth my people under me. Yahuwah, what is man that thou takest knowledge of him, or the son of man that thou makest an account of him? Man's like to vanity, his days are a shadow that passeth away. Bow the heavens, O Yahuwah, and come down, touch the mountains, and they shall smoke. Cast forth lightning and scatter them, shoot out thine arrows and destroy them. Send thine hands from above, rid me and deliver me out of the great out of great waters in the hand of the strange children whose mouth speak of vanity and their right hand is as the right hand of falsehood. I will sing a new song unto thee, O Elohim, upon a psaltery and upon an instrument of ten strings, and I will sing praises unto thee. It is he that giveth salvation unto the kings who delivereth thy thee his servant from the hurtful sword. Rid me and deliver me from the hand of the strange children whose mouth speak of vanity and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood that your sons may be as plants grown in their youth, that our daughters may be cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace, that our garners may be full of fording all manner of store, that our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our streets, that our oxen may be strong to labor, that there be no breaking in nor going out, that there be no complaining in our streets, that there be no complaining in our streets. Happy is that people that is in such a case. Yea, happy is that people whose Elohim is Yahuwah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have Tehillim 22. My El, my El, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? Oh, my Elohim, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, and am not silent. For thou art holy, O thou that inhabited the praises of Israel. Our fathers tested thee, they tested thee, and thou didst deliver, didst deliver them. They cried unto thee and were delivered. They, tr they trusted in thee and were not confounded. But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh. All of that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, he trusted in Yahuwah that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. But thou, but thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my Elohim from my mother's belly. Be not, be not far from me, for trouble is near. For there is none to help. Many bulls have come past about me. Strong bulls of Hashem have beset me around. They gaped upon me with their mouths as a raving and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax and is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. Thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me, an assembly of the wicked have enclosed me, and they pierced my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones, and they look and they look and stare upon me. They part my garments upon them and cast lots upon my vesture. Be thee not thou far from me, O Yahuwah, O my strength, hast thou to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling, from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorn. I would declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the congregation. I will praise thee. Hear thee, Yahuwah, praise him. All ye the seed of Yaakov, glorify him and fear him. All ye seed of Israel. For he has not despised nor uphold the affliction of the afflicted, nor has he hid his face from him. And when he cried unto him, he heard. 
My praise shall be of thee in the con in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before him, before them that fear him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise you who that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn unto Yahuwah, and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. For the kingdom is Yahuwah's, and he is the governor among the nations. All they that be fed upon the earth shall eat and worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow before him, and then shall keep alive his own soul. A seed shall serve him, and it shall be accounted to the Adonai for a generation. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born, that he has done this. Hallelujah. All right. So those are our Tehillim for today. Now we're going to get into the message. You know, and what y'all gave me for today is concerning Torah, concerning, concerning the law. Um, I'm going to take a look. You know, and we're going to be considering the clean and the unclean. You know, the scripture teaches us in Leviticus 10, 9 and 10, it says, Do not drink wine nor strong drink. Thou nor thy sons with thee. Um, okay. Do not drink strong. Um, do not drink wine nor strong drink. Thou nor thy sons with thee when you go into a congregation tabernacle of the congregation that she died. It shall be a statue forever throughout your generations and that ye may put difference between holy and unholy and between unclean and clean and that ye may teach the children of Israel all the statutes which Yahuwah have spoken unto them by the hand of Moshe. Now, what I want to call your attention to is that the priests were to teach the people the difference between holy and unholy. You know, and hence, y'all had us go, uh, not too long ago, go over holiness. Well, now he's put on my heart that we're to go over cleanliness. Yeah. You know, and because it says to put difference between holy and unholy and between unclean and clean. That you know, and so that's what we're going to seek to do. You know, Ezekiel 22, 26, it says, Her priests have violated my, my Torah and have profaned my holy things. They have put no difference between holy and profane. Neither have they showed difference between unclean and the clean. And have hid their eyes from my saddles, and I am profaned among them. You know, so... This was the priest's job. You know, they dropped the ball. They did not put difference be betwixt the holy and the profane. Neither did they put difference betwixt that which was clean and unclean. And then we're going to go to Ezekiel 44, 23, because he, it speaks of yet a future generation. You know, and a future generation of priests. The Zadokite priest, Zadok meaning righteous, the righteous priest. It says in verse 23 of um, chapter 44 of Ezekiel, it says, and they shall teach my people the difference between holy and profane. See how it didn't go nowhere? It comes right back to that and cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. You know, and that still is a yet future generation. And then let us consider Leviticus 20, 22 through 26. It says, for ye shall therefore keep all my statutes and all my judgments and do them that the land whither I bring to you and dwell in bear and spew you not out. And ye shall not walk in the manners of the nation which I cast out before you. For they committed all these things and therefore I abhorred them. But I have said unto you, ye shall inherit their land and I will give it unto you who possess a land that floweth with milk and honey. I am Yahuwah, your Elohim, which have separated you from other people. That's an important note. Yahuwah is our Elohim, and he has separated us from other people. If we're truly his, he has separated us from other people. 
That's what makes us holy because we're separated unto him. Amen. Goes, it goes on to say in verse 25, you should therefore put difference be, between clean beasts and unclean, between clean fowls and uh, unclean fowls and clean, and ye shall not make yourselves abominable by beast or by fowl or by any manner of living thing that creepeth upon the ground, which I have separated from you as unclean. So Yah very much wants us to be clean. He wants us to separate ourselves from those things that are unclean or that will cause us to become unclean. Verse 26, and ye shall be holy unto me, for I am, I, Yahuwah, am holy and have severed you from other people that ye should be mine. If you're not severed from other people, you're not going to be his. If your life looked the same as everybody else's in the world, then newsflash, you're not his. If you're doing the same thing everybody else is doing, you talk the same way they talk, you walk the same, they, same way they walk, and you know, you do everything the same that they do, how do you think that you're any different than them? You're not. Just because you call on the name of Yah? No, that's not how that works. You know, you have to be separated from the other people you have to be set apart unto him you have to remain holy and clean and if you don't then he's just gonna walk away from you he's not gonna force you to do anything you know that's not how y'all works he's a gentleman he don't he don't force anyone to do anything he tell you if you want to be mine that's what you need to do and if you don't want to be mine don't do it we're not gonna argue about it we're not gonna fuss we're not gonna fight i'm gonna just come by and if you're holy and clean, I'm going to stay. If you're not, guess what? I'm going to leave. Simple as that. That's how, that's how he works. Let us consider Deuteronomy 23, 9 through 14. Sister Asa, you're going to have to be my designated uh, reader. All right, we're going to have Sister Austin when she gets set up. She's going to read Deuteronomy 23, 9 through 14. Deuteronomy 23, 9. And when the host goeth forth against thine enemies, then keep thee from every wicked thing. If there be among you any man that is not clean by reason of uncleanness, that chance him by night, then shall he go abroad out of the camp. He shall not come in within the camp. But it shall be, when evening coming on, he shall wash himself with water, and when sun goes down, he shall come into the camp again. Thou shalt have a place within, uh, no, thou shalt have a place also without the camp, whether thou shalt go forth abroad. And thou shalt have a paddle upon thy weapon, and it shall be, when thou wouldst ease thyself abroad, thou shalt dig therewith, and thou shalt turn back and cover that which cometh from thee. For you, who are thy Elohim, walketh in the midst of thy camp to deliver thee and to give thee up from thine enemies before thee. Therefore shall, they, shall thy camp be holy, that he see no unclean thing in thee and turn away from thee. All right. All right. Now, now do you see why I say what I said? You know, if you come going before your enemies and you're unholy and unclean, don't expect God to help you. He may even want to help you, but if he comes and you're unclean, as verse 14 said, he'll turn away from thee. And if he turn away from thee, then you're on your own. If you're fighting something, doesn't matter what it is, whether it's in the natural or if it's in the supernatural, if you want Yah's help, then you have to remain holy and clean. And if you don't, then he's going to turn away from you. It's really as simple as that. You know, consider it, yes, Yahoo 64, 6 and 7 says, but we are all as, as an unclean thing. We are all as an unclean thing. And all our righteousness as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf 
and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. And there is none that calleth upon thy name that stirreth up himself to take hold of thee, for thou hast hid thy face from us and hast consumed us because of our iniquities. Can't you see this? What happened to them happened to them because they would not remain holy and clean. He come to help them out and he see that they're unclean and he turn away. You know, and every time he come and unclean, he turn away. Guess what? He's not going to stop. He's going to keep turning away. As long as you keep being unclean and unholy, you're going to keep turning away. And then you're going to be on your own. And this is what happened to Israel of old. This is exactly what happened to them. And this is what, how they got left out on, um, on their own. And without Yah, they met their demise. You know, and end up getting sifted to the four corners of the world. You know, Job 14.4 says, who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. You can't make something that's unclean clean. You know, I don't heard, heard of people, you know, trying to do just that. But I assure you, even as Job is bearing witness to, you cannot make something that's un that Yah has determined is unclean. You can't make it clean. No matter how hard you try, you cannot make it clean. If he said it's unclean, it's going to forever be unclean. You know, so you can't bring a clean thing out of the unclean. Also consider Job 22, 23, it says, if thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up, thou shalt put away iniquity far from thy tabernacles. Now, we're here to celebrate these tabernacles. And all of us have a tabernacle. Not only are we dwelling in booths, we're dwelling in booths. Temporary dwelling places. You know, and these temporary dwelling places are going to expire. I think you might want to make certain you have a place to go after you leave this tabernacle. You know, I want you to think about that as we're dwelling in booths out here. You know, no matter... How we try to make it as comfortable as we can, it still don't quite align or match up with home. See, because our home is our permanent structure, you know, our permanent residence, you know, and, and so it has all the comforts that we're that we become accustomed to. And when the feast is over, we're gonna go back to that permanent residence, and. You know, we're going to see the difference. And I want you to do just that. Recognize the contrast between, you know, what we have out here versus our permanent dwelling place. You know, because the reason that y'all has us out here and then go back to our permanent dwelling place is so that you can see those that contrast. Because there's going to be a, a starch contrast from when we leave these flesh bodies and go to our permanent dwelling place that Yahshua is preparing for us. It's going to be much better than this. You know, and that's not to say that we can't have some good times in the here and now, but it's just not going to compare to what we're going to have in the hereafter if we're Yahs. Amen? You know, so put away iniquity far from thy tabernacles. Now, um, even during the, during the time of atonement, we talked about the tabernacle of David, you know, and, you know, how David means beloved, and we're all supposed to have a tabernacle of David. We're, we're all supposed to be tabernacles of love, tabernacles of love for Yah, tabernacles of love for one another. Amen. You know, and if we're going to be the tabernacle of, of David or the tabernacle of love, then, you know, there has to be praise that's going before the tabernacle 24-7. So that means we have to be walking around praising the Most High in what we say, praising the Most High in what we do, praising the Most High in how we walk, 
how we live, how we interact with one another. Artists should speak praise to our Adonai. That's what it means to be a tabernacle of David, tabernacle of David. You know, and Yah said he would reinstitute that tabernacle. He would build it back up in the ways of old. All right, we're going to take a look at Yeshayahu 52, 5 through 11. Just... Now, therefore, what have I here, saith Yahuwah, that my people is taken away from us? They that rule over them make them to howl, saith Yahuwah, and my name continually every day is blasphemed. Therefore, my people shall, therefore my people shall know my name. Therefore, they shall know in the day that I am he that do it speak. Behold, it is I. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, thy Elohim reigneth. Thy watchmen shall lift up the voice, with the voice together shall they sing, for they shall see eye to eye when Yahuwah shall bring again Zion. Break forth into joy, sing together, yea, waste places of Jerusalem, for Yahuwah has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. Yahuwah has, has made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our Elohim. Depart ye, depart ye, go ye out from thence, touch no unclean thing. Go ye out in the midst of her, be ye clean, that bear the vessels of Yahuwah. Hallelujah. You know, all you have to do is um, look around you in the world, and you'll be able to clearly see that history has repeated itself. You know, Yah's people is taken away from not once again. And they that rule over them make them the how. And his name is continually blasphemed. Even now today, we've come full circle with this full circle you know um but Yah says my people shall know my name and when he says they should know his name it's not just speaking about they should know his name is yahuwah or his name is yah or son's name is yahushua they should know his character his authority his reputation that's what it speaks to in knowing his name you don't really know his name if you don't know his character authority and reputation because that's what a name entails it's not just, you know, something that you just phonetically pronounce. It's something that you live your life by. You know, that's what, that's what is incurred within a name. You know, so if you're going to know his name, then you're going to know his character. You're going to know what it feels like to live that character. You're going to know what it feels like to exercise that type of authority. You know, and you're going to know what it feels like to have his type of reputation. You know, Yahshua gave us a foretaste of what it what it's like because he came in his father's name. My man, you know, and so we're to follow in, in Yahshua's name. And we see it's a tall order when we look at scripture. But that's what we're here for, right? You know, that's what it's about. You know, verse 11 said, touch no unclean thing. Go ye out of the midst of her, be ye clean, that bear the vessels of Yahuwah. So if we bear the vessels of Yahuwah, then we should come out of the world and touch no unclean thing. You know, because if we're unclean, again, Yah is going to turn his face from us. He's going to walk away from us. You know, when it's time to deliver us, he's going to just keep on going. You know, so I want to talk about clean versus unclean um, a bit and what makes one clean or unclean. You know, and one of the um, main things, you know, is I want to, us as a fellowship, you know, as an assembly, you know, in Yah, to realize what makes us clean and unclean you know because you know we're responsible for one another and sometimes we can cause each other to become unclean 
Selah. You know, so I'm pushing the envelope. I'm encouraging everyone, you know, to, hey, let's get together. Let's take it to the next level. You know, um, we've learned about holiness and, you know, many of us was, we've been trying to walk more holy and trying to, you know, uh, give guys just do on the Shabbats, you know, with the, with our experimentation and, you know, let's take it to that next level. Let's, let's get clean up. Now that we know what holiness is and being holy, let's be clean too. How many desire a closer walk with Yah? You know, well, you're not going to have a closer walk with Yah even if you're holy. Because if you're unclean, he's going to turn away from you. You know, and you can be holy and not be clean. And some people think just, you know, because they're holy, that they're automatically clean. Not necessarily. You can, you know, be holy and be unclean. You know, unclean, your uncleanness may be temporary, but for that spell, you're unclean. You know, but because you're a part of the body of Yahshua, or the body, the overall body of Israel, you know, you're still holy. You see what I'm saying? You know, so for a closer walk with Elohim, we want to be holy and clean. You know, Yah says for us to draw near to him and he'll draw near unto us. You know, this Yaka 4 8, you know. And this is how we draw near by becoming holy and clean. You know, by keeping your tabernacles clean. You know, and so this is, you know, foundational. Because, you know, you can we can do everything right, but if we're not clean, then y'all can't be with us. Even if he wanted to. It goes against his his Torah, it goes against his will. You know, Yah says, My presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. You know, it uh, says that in Exodus 33:14. And if that's what we want, then we got to do it right. You know, so by and large, one of the main ways we become unclean is the food that we eat. Unclean food. Did Elohim change it? Did Elohim, you know, suddenly make the unclean clean? Did he bring a clean thing out of that which is unclean? We already read that Job said that, you know, that can't be done. Amen? So he didn't do it. You know, the unclean food is still unclean and it will still cause you to become unclean, you know? Leviticus 11, 1 through 3, please. And Yahuwah has spoken to Moshe and to Aaron, saying it to them, speaking to the children of Israel, saying, These are the beasts which ye shall eat among the beasts that are on the earth. Whatsoever part of the hoof is cloven-footed and cheweth the cud among the beasts, that ye shall eat. Okay. Um, if you guys can see the picture, you know, you see we have a cloven-footed. Um, you know, that which parts the hoof and cloven-footed. So that's what it looks like to be cloven-footed right there. I know that's a pretty big hoof right there, right? You know, but... <laughs> you know, and that belongs to this guy right here. You know, this is a cow. You know, and a cow is a clean animal. Not only is he cloven-footed, but he also chews the cud. To chew the cud is to regurgitate one's um, food and rechew it. And then they usually do that in like a few times. You know, I know that sounds gross, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, it's, 
you know, the thing, thing about it is, you know, that's what causes him to be clean because we have that split hoof and he chews that cud, you know, and he eats nothing but that which is alive and clean, you know, so uh, if, if what you eat only eat that which is clean, then it's probably clean. Say loud. You know, then we have we have some uh, some sheep here, and of course, you know they are clean as well. They have a split hoof, and they also chew the cud. You, you know, you got you got Billy licking his tongue out at you, you know, but uh, yeah, he's clean too. He chews the cud, and he has a split hoof. Then we have some deer, which coincidentally, it is deer season, <laughs> you know, but also has a split hoof and choose to cut. He's clean. Now that there is a bison and the bison also have a split hoop and choose to cut. And then this long horned fellow is an ox. Also have a split hoop and choose to cut. So you see, y'all didn't give us a lack of variety. We have plenty to choose from. Uh, so Leviticus 3 says, whatever powder to who, and it's clover footed and chew the cud among the beasts that ye shall eat. And I just really thought this was just so, so awesome that, that these creatures can do this. You know, if you can see that picture, you know, you have a goat that's like on a vertical wall. He's on a vertical wall. You know, um, you know, Yah's creatures are remarkable. Here's, here's, here's a bunch of, uh, bunch of other ones, you know, that is Yamehu right there, you know, and they, they do that all day, you know, so that they can lick the minerals out of the rock. Now, <laughs> yeah, this fella here, he's also queen. You can see his split who, and he also choose to cut. Uh, yeah, I'm not too sure what that is. He's, he's in the bovine family, you know. No, no, he's he's in the bovine family. He's type of B, you know. Good eat, clean. Leviticus <laughs> eleven and four. Nevertheless, you these you shall not eat of them that chew the cud, nor of them that that divide the hoof. As a camel as, that cheweth the cud, but divided not the hoof, he is unclean to you. Okay, so this old boy right here, you know, he chews the cud, but he doesn't have a split hoof. You know, so all of you who love them camel burgers, you know, you know, you got you got to put put them away. You know, no no good. In eleven five, Leviticus eleven five, and the coney, because he cheweth the cud, but divided not the hoof, he is unclean to you. And the hare, because he cheweth the cud, but divided not the hoof, he is unclean to you. All right, now these some small animals that that some game hunters, you know, they like to trap and they like to like to hunt. You know, uh, I know my dad used to eat anything you know, that had four legs. You know, if he could kill it, he'd eat it. You know, um, but not cool. You know, like you don't want to eat the rabbits, the hares, you know, you don't want to eat the conies. That's, you know, part of the rodent family, you know, uh, yeah, we're, that's unclean and it will cause you to become unclean. Leviticus uh, 11. Everyone's favorite. <laughs> 11, seven. And the swine, though he divide the hoof and be cloven footed, yet he cheweth not the cud. He is unclean to you. 
of their flesh shall you not eat, and their carcass shall you not touch. They are unclean to you. Yes, yes, yes. So the swine, you know, now, you know, uh, they literally sell more of this than the law allows, you know, and you should not, not only should you not eat this, you shouldn't even cook it because you shouldn't even be touching it. To even touch this one is an, abomin an abomination. It will cause you to become unclean just touching it. You know, so think about that. You know, but I know a lot of folks love their bacon. But the turkey bacon was pretty good this morning. Amen. Amen. Smelled like bacon to me. Tasted like bacon to me. You know, so, you know, yeah, this this little this little um, guy right here get a lot of people in trouble. You know, when you know better, you should do better. You know, I know I grew up eating, eating swine. Didn't know better. Today I know better. I do better. I no longer eat swine. You know, not because I don't like the taste of it either. Because y'all said not to. Right. Say lie. Leviticus 9. These shall you eat of all that are in the waters. Whatsoever hath fins and scales in the waters, in the seas and the rivers, them shall ye eat. And all that have not fins and scales in the seas and in the rivers, and all that move in the waters, and of every living thing which is in the waters, they shall be an abomination unto you. They shall even be an abomination. Of, they shall be even an abomination unto you. Ye shall not eat of their flesh, but ye shall have their carcasses in abomination. Whatsoever have no fins or scales in the waters, that shall be an abomination unto you. Hallelujah. You know, and they charge a premium for this abomination. You know, uh, I had a I had a client, I had had a client that uh that that came to me one time, you know, and they was having trouble carrying a child to term. And after uh checking them out, I determined, you know, it was due eating shellfish you know and uh i i asked the person i said it looked like you had look like you had some shellfish recently like oh yeah that's you know i that's that's all i eat i was i was i started off asking me like how's your diet like, oh my diet good i eat good you know and uh so i looked and i'm like well yeah it looks like you like you have some shellfish oh yeah yeah i always you know i love i love me some some uh some crab you know, and, uh, you know, and um, so you know, point being, she thought she was eating good because it was expensive, you know, and, you know, and it, you know, it tasted good to her, but it wasn't good for her, you know, and that was the reason she couldn't carry a child to term. We got rid of the um, shellfish and she was able to carry a child to term. You know, so I just want you guys to know that, you know, y'all didn't say it was unclean for no reason. Just because you eat it and you don't feel anything happening doesn't mean it's not making you unclean. I assure you it is. And any of you who all came, who have ever came to see me, you know, know that I can see a lot of stuff when I, when I, when I, when I do my testing. You know, and I've I've straight up seen people come in like, yeah, pork. Like, you know, I mean, it's it's just so far removed from me. You know, anytime I see it, it's like it's something foreign. I'm like, yeah, pork. Like, people still eat that, you know. But, um, but yeah, then I'm like, how you know? Because it make you unclean. That's how I know. I I see the uncleanness. You know, there's a type of uncleanness that the 
swine have, and there's a type of uncleanliness that the shellfish have. You know, and so once you know what to look for, you know, it just jump out at you. You know, but point being, it truly makes you unclean. It truly brings about sickness and disease. You know, it wasn't, y'all wasn't just saying that. That's what I want to get across to you guys. He wasn't just saying that. It's factual. It truly does make us unclean. It's an abominable to us. You know, so he says, you know, whatsoever have fins and scales in the waters and the seas and in the rivers, them shall ye eat. So you can eat that which has fins and scales. Don't eat the stuff that don't have fins and scales. You know, if you can see the picture you see fins and scales you know a catfish for instance it has fins but it doesn't have scales it is unclean and it will cause you to become unclean you know even though it is a fish you know and all this good stuff right here is an abomination I mean if you look at it you know really good you know that i mean you know look like monsters you know it you know it's, it's it wasn't meant to be eaten and like most of your shellfish you have to cook it alive you know because there's a toxin that comes from out, out, out of his body that is um poisonous you know if so you have to cook it alive that's why you go to red lobster or any place that serve you know um crab or or lobster or something some other sort you know they're always alive in the tank. Because you have to cook them alive, especially with lobster, you know. So understand these things. You know, y'all is not just just talking. Leviticus eleven thirteen. And these are they which ye shall have an abomination among the fowls. They shall not be eaten. They are an abomination, the eagle, the ostrich, and the osprey. Yeah, that's well, that, uh, we all know who that is. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's that's another bird you shouldn't meet. <laughs> Not the most handsome fella either. Okay, so yeah, the second one is the uh, that's the eagle. Then that's the ostrich, and then the last one is um, what, what did that say? The osprey. Yeah. Yeah, you need a haircut. Yeah. Leviticus 11, 14 and 15. And the vulture and the kite after its kind, every raven after its kind. Yeah, so uh, the vulture and the kite and the raven, you know, we don't want to eat that stuff. You know, they eat carrion. They eat, they eat dead stuff, you know. You don't never want to eat something that eats dead stuff. If you look at all the things, all the animals that Yah said is are clean, they eat life. They eat grass. They eat herbs. They eat things that are alive. You know, cows don't eat carrion. You know, they don't eat the things that are dead. They eat the things that are alive. Leviticus eleven sixteen, and the owl, and the night hawk, and the cockcow, and the hawk after its kind. Okay, so we have a picture of the owl and the night hawk and the cockcow and the hawk. You know. And Leviticus eleven seventeen, and the little owl and the cormorant and the great owl. Yeah, so little owl, big owl, you know, don't eat no owls. We don't want to eat any owls. Leviticus eleven eighteen and the swan and the pelican and the gayert, uh eagle. All right, stay away from that too. Leviticus eleven nineteen and the stork and the heron after its kind and the lapwing and the bat. Definitely don't be eating no bats. 
Leviticus 11, 20 through 25. All fowls that creep going upon all fours shall be an abomination unto you. Yet these may ye eat of every flying of every flying creeping thing that goeth upon all four, which have legs above their feet to leap with all upon the earth. Even these of them ye may eat, the locust after his kind, the bald locust after his kind, the beetle after his kind, the grasshopper after his kind. But all other flying, creeping things which have four feet shall be an abomination unto you. And for yet, and for these yet shall be unclean. Whosoever touches the caucuses of them shall be unclean until even. And whosoever beareth aught of the caucus of them shall wash his clothes and be unclean until even. Okay, so outside of the, um, the locusts and the beetle and the, and the crickets, you know, stay away from the bugs. Now, if you want to have some locusts and beetles or some crickets, have at it. You know, nice crunchy snack. You know, but <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and and it's crazy because people frown upon you know the locusts and the crickets and the beetles, but you know, but they'll eat something that literally lives in the mud and loves wallowing in. Yeah, yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Okay, my locusts and stuff want to do a little dance. <laughs> Leviticus 26 through 28. The caucuses of every beast which divided the hook and is not cloven footed nor chew the cud are unclean unto, unto you. Everyone that touches them shall be unclean. And whatsoever goeth upon his paws among every manner of beasts that go on all four, these are unclean unto you. Whosoever touches their carcass shall be unclean until even. And he that beareth the carcass of them shall wash his clothes and shall be unclean until the even. They are unclean unto you. Okay, such as the, um, the cat. Don't nobody be trying to eat Otis. I don't think nobody want to mess with Otis. Otis, that's that's one of the biggest cats I've seen. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I think he got his own little workout area in the barn or something. And then uh, we had a little little mousy. You know, you don't want to be eating them. And I know, like you know, the Orientals. You know, they go crazy over the mice. They eat mice like we eat hamburgers. You know, and then. You know, yeah, definitely don't be trying to eat Asher. You know, he's running around here. And uh <laughs> you know we don't we don't eat we don't eat dogs either. They, they, you know Leviticus eleven twenty-nine. These also shall be unclean unto you among the creeping things that creep upon the earth, the weasel and the mouse and the tortoise after his kind. All right, we have a weasel, a mouse that boxes, and a tortoise that looks like a sandwich. Mm. Do not eat them. Leviticus 11, 30 through 33. And the ferret, and the chameleon, and the, and the lizard, and the snail, and the mole, these are unclean to you among all that creep. Whosoever do it touches, touches them when they be dead shall be unclean unto even. And upon whatsoever any of them when they are dead do it fall, it shall be unclean. Whether it be any vessel of wood or raiment or skin or sack, whatsoever vessel it shall be. Wherein any work is done, it must be put into water and it shall be unclean even into evening, even so it shall be cleansed. And every earthen vessel wherewithin any of them be, any of them falleth, whatsoever is in it shall be unclean, and you shall break it. Hallelujah. So uh, I don't think this look appetizing to anyone here, you know, but uh, in case you get a hankering, don't do it. Leviticus 11, 34 through 40. Of all meat which may be eaten, that on which such water cometh shall be unclean, and all drink that may be drunk in every such vessel shall be unclean. And everything whereupon any part of their carcass falleth shall be unclean. 
whether it be an oven or ranges or pots, they shall be broken down, for they are unclean and shall be unclean unto you. Nevertheless, a fountain or pit, wherein there is plenty of water, shall be clean, but that which toucheth their carcass shall be unclean. And if any part of their carcass fall upon any sowing seed, which is to be sown, it shall be clean. But if any water be put into seed, and any part of their carcass fall upon it, it shall be unclean unto you. And if any beast of which you may eat die, he that touches the carcass therefore shall be unclean until evening. And he that eateth of the carcass of it shall wash his clothes and be unclean even unto even. He also that beareth the carcass of it shall wash his clothes and shall be unclean until the even. Hallelujah. Okay, so I, I want to point out something to you. You know, uh, take take note of verse 35. You know, it says everything that the carcass touches shall be unclean, whether it be the oven or ranges or pots, um, they shall be broken down. You know, uh, I have another story about this, you know, um, and you know, I had a client come to me one time and I just want to, you know, share this to show the validity of what Yah is saying. You know, he says, uh, you know, if it's a pot, it should be broken down, you know, it should be thrown away. So I had this client come and, you know, and um, as I said, I, you know, I can determine if, um, if I see pork, you know, in a person. And so this guy was coming, and, you know, and, uh, and anytime he came, you know, I'm like, dude, Look like you had pork. And, you know, at this time, at this point, you know, first couple of times he had, but, you know, now this is about the fifth time. And he's like, no, I haven't had no pork. I promise you, I've had no pork, none whatsoever, you know? And I'm like, well, okay, I believe you. Nevertheless, there's still pork in your system. You know, so we need to figure out where it's coming from. And so one of the first things, you know, um, I had them check was uh, medications. A lot of your medications are actually made with pork. You know, a lot of people don't know that. Um, but they are, and they will affect you adversely as pork would. They will cause you to become unclean. You know, now, that said, it wasn't his medication. You know, so um, we double checked on all that. We double checked on his grocery list. You know, sometimes some common foods or uh, condiments that, you know, we utilize, they'll have pork in them. And, you know, you just don't know, you know, like, you know, marshmallows, who, who would have thought marshmallows had pork in them? But many of them do, you know, jello, you know, anything with, with any type of gelatin, you know, oftentimes contain pork, you know, but if you don't know these things, you know, you know, you can become unclean by them like that. In this um, gentleman's um, case, you know, it was his cookware. He had a cast iron skillet. And that cast iron skillet that he had, you know, um, that used to be his mom's, he said, you know, uh, he had it for a very long time, you know, was actually the source of the pork that he was, that he was um, getting from cooking in that cast iron uh, skillet he was getting pork into a system. You know, uh, for those of you all who don't know how cast iron skillets are uh, uh, seasoned, you know, they usually use lard to season them and they just keep putting that lard over them every time they cook, you know, and let it cook in, you know, and that's what turns it black. You know, so usually when you see a cast iron skillet, it's, it's jet black. You know, and you see all these little lumps and bumps on it sometimes on the outside, you know, that is, you know, the grease over the years, you know, as it cures, as they say, you know, and so they usually use lard to do that as, as aforementioned, you know, and this was the source of this guy's pork and this is why he couldn't get well, you know, we dished the, uh, the skillet and he got well, you know, so, you know, Another testament to what Yah is saying. These things will make you unclean. They are an abomination. And I don't care where that guy would have went. 
I highly doubt that anyone else would have found that. And he wouldn't have ne never been able to get well because it was having a direct effect on himself. You know, so these things aren't just here and God's not just being, you know, staunch and he doesn't, you know, it's not that he doesn't want you to enjoy your food. But everything he made is not food. And that's what he's trying to get across to you. Some of the things he made, he didn't make for us to eat. The pig is the garbage disposal system for the, for the earth, you know, for the land. The shellfish is the garbage disposal system for the seas. The birds are the garbage disposal system of the heavens. You know, he has a purpose for these things, but it wasn't for us to eat, you know, because they will cause you to become sick. And a lot of people, a lot of, you know, people who think they're serving Yah are sick because of them, and they don't know. They don't know how unclean they are. And the sad part is they're not even aware of what unclean is. In many cases, many of your quote-unquote Christians, they have no idea of what uncleanliness is. Sad but true. Leviticus 41-47 And every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth shall be an abomination, it shall not be eaten. Whatsoever goeth upon the belly, and whatsoever goeth upon all four, and whatsoever hath more feet among all creeping things that creepeth upon the earth, them ye shall not eat, for they are an abomination. Ye shall not make yourselves abominable with any creeping thing that creepeth, neither shall ye make yourselves unclean with them, that ye be <clears throat> that ye should be defiled thereby. For I am Yahuwah your Elohim. Ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and ye shall be holy, for I am holy. Neither shall ye defile yourselves with any matter of creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. For I am Yahuwah that bringeth you out of the land of Egypt to be your Elohim. Ye shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. This is the law of the beast, and of every fowl, and of every living creature that moveth in the waters, and every creature that creepeth upon the earth, to make a difference between the unclean and the clean, and, and between the beast that may be eaten and the beast that may not be eaten. Hallelujah. So... Please make a difference between the clean and the unclean. It's not going to do nothing but help you. That's all I have for you today. Prayers and blessings. Oh, yeah.